Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Right, well, that noise you can hear in the background is literally the claxons, literally live at Glastonbury, and this is The Word podcast literally coming to you from Glastonbury. A match report starring... Andrew Harrison. And Mark Allen. And Jude Rogers. And we're having a fantastic time. It's not as muddy or as horrible as they say it is on the telly, is it? No, it's not. Um, my legs um, and my boots have kind of merged into one kind of slithery brown molten mass, but yeah. I am walking still. I haven't fallen over yet. Yes. And, uh, it's early days, yeah. It's only Saturday evening. No, this is true. This is true. It is as muddy as they say on the telly, actually, but I'm losing my voice too. Sorry, uh, listeners. Uh, as evidence of the amount of fun I've been having. But it, it's certainly not as horrible. I no, mean, it's, it's all right. It's absolutely fantastic. It's been really good fun, and I've, found I've, I've got a really good upper thigh workout from the gluey mud. <laughs> and we, we were talking about this earlier and trying to find out a, a proper name for the consistency. Yeah. The consistency that we concluded was the consistency of tiramisu. Which is superb. <laughs> yes, but will mean you'll never want it to eat tiramisu ever again. Again. Puree, yes. Stiffening by the minute as the weather yeah, gets don't better. Don't put it in a, you know, in a bowl and eat it with a spoon. No, because uh, it'll taste rather it taste yeah. different. Extraordinarily repulsive. So, what, what have been the high points then? What have you been enjoying most? I've just been watching Lily Allen on the main stage. She was at uh, the pyramid stage, rather. It was absolutely fantastic. Was and she got the specials on with her. No, no. she did. Oh God! Terry Hall came on. Oh bloody he hell! As miserable as sin to be up there. But he always does. But uh, Lily Allen. Was, was fantastic and it, it was funny it was only just a year ago that Mark and I saw her at one of her very first oh, gigs in Notting Hill she was a timid yeah. little creature very quiet you know singing very quietly today fag in hand singing loudly yeah. she was absolutely brilliant was trainers she, on obviously was she a bit more on the ball than Amy Winehouse choosing a name at random who <laughs> <laughs> didn't have like a thousand yard stare and didn't start sentences and then forget what she was saying no, halfway through a, I, did, I enjoyed Amy Winehouse I enjoyed um, it too but it was a bit kind of it was like a it was like a wobbly children's pony on a stick wobbling around <laughs> wasn't it really but do you feel a, a festival like this where people have made the most superhuman effort to yeah. get here They've arrived at three o'clock in the morning and put a tent up in the pouring rain yeah. with howling children and yeah. <laughs> wading through waist-deep mud to get to see somebody. I feel you've got a 
put a bit back. Yes, I think yes, if you're yes. on stage, I saw uh, Amy Winehouse twice actually by accident. Actually. As much as I love her, I mean, it was her group who were massively compensated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that's super by good, leaping up and down and being incredibly energetic. So yeah. She didn't tune to put her back out of everything. Yeah, she, she seemed to think she was somewhere else. She did. Yeah, she did. One what of the high points for me, about? giant Yorkshire pudding. Giant Yorkshire pudding. That's <laughs> yeah. a new thing, isn't yeah. it? And the other thing was the minuscule of sound. I'm sure you've heard about this. I'm sure a lot of people listening about it. I've never actually seen it. It's the world's smallest nightclub. It's a tiny thing like a TARDIS. You've got yeah. about two or three people in it. It's is David Tennant in it? David Tennant's probably <laughs> in it. If he's in it, then I'm going there now. I mean, somebody ran into David Tennant earlier. So it looked very uh, lit up. Oh, bloody so my friend no, Johnny David was Tennant. John Sim, the master. John Sim, I'm the evil time lord. My friend Johnny was queuing up this morning, cleaning his teeth, and Harry Enfield behind him. So that's good. Oh, that's very good. But in a minuscule sound, you can get about three people into it and outside are about seven bouncers all dressed in formal bouncer kind of uniforms and of course this is a beautiful piece of theatre you go up there and say uh, what's going on say, get to the back mate please no barging in you know and if you're carrying a beer say, you can't come in with that mate we were selling our own drinks inside <laughs> and I took out my camera because I realised what was going on I want to take a picture there's no photos please move it's probably a sort of vengeance on the part of people who are acting in of, of yeah. being mal- maltreatment by bouncers I'll actually go to the actual <laughs> Ministry of Sound yeah. go to the actual Ministry of Sound that's yeah. good. There's been a lot of good graffiti this festival, actually. I was in um, one of the infamous, um, terrible, terrible toilets, uh, the trough toilets. Yeah, trough and somebody, toilets. And somebody yeah. had uh, drawn in a pen on the back of the door, I hate shitting, which is my favourite <laughs> bit of graffiti the weekend. Also, somebody had daubed in mud on the back of one of those chucks that move the uh, yeah, poo, well, poo yes. around. Um, I am the meat within big letters with lots of uh, hand signs like somebody, had, somebody was probably quite refreshed I don't know what that person I don't know what it about. means but it was, it was very impressive it was massive somebody had worked at that and that's the kind of commitment that people statement. put yeah. in in Glastonbury well, we, we can move on from best graffiti to the best t-shirt that I think I've seen which was a, a guy a guy had a loving t-shirt with sort of a gothic uh, on it, and it said to err is human to R is pirate. That was the festival for me, that one. Isn't there a big issue going back to the graffiti with the Banksy's? Uh, well, yes, Banksy's, Banksy's Boghenge. His Boghenge has been graphed. It's been tagged. Oh, no, I've been tagged. I haven't seen it up yet. The Stone Circle. He's made Stonehenge out of uh, portable toilets yeah. and it's been graphed to bits. Yeah, so this is a very complicated <laughs> uh, bit of, um, of, of uh, a moral issue, isn't it? Because surely Banksy, by his very, uh, the very essence, has been there uh, taking a public property and defacing it. People come and deface Banksy's priceless oh. work he's massively yeah. hacked off but can you face <laughs> can you graffiti graffiti, graffiti you exactly. who knows surely you've upped the value of it I don't it, know it's very postmodern it's it very postmodern layers and layers and layers but we're yeah. up in the Stone Circle on, on Thursday night which is the only night where it wasn't wet and rainy and horrible and we saw a fantastic thing which is a guy com- wearing nothing but neon strips so it looked like a stick figure and he had That's a good. smiely face which sometimes turned into a smiley frown but every couple of minutes he'd press a button and he would turn it would all go red and he'd turn into the devil Oh people were running away from this fella with his neon evil. I followed a guy this afternoon who was wearing... I don't know if you ever saw the pictures of Borat when he was... Uh, of Sasha Baron Cohen he was promoting Borat. In oh, camp. with a swimming costume. He was wearing a kind of one-piece thong. And this guy had a Borat thong. What, out here? substantially built bloke. Was it muddy? Walking through the pouring rain <laughs> in the mud. His thong. And it was just one of us walking behind him for a while just taking a few photographs. And women were walking past and they just lit up, you know, yeah. like Christmas trees with this preposterous sight. There was no oil painting. I hope he's not listening to well, us. But he was, I, I did see a guy in the crowd for the arcade fire who looked like Where's Wally? You know he dressed oh, up as Wally. Like, yeah, he's not. Oh. The answer is he's a Glastonbury. Obviously, where else would he be? Oh, that's yeah. so brilliant. Oh, so we've seen it. that. What that's else have we good. seen? Super furry animals did their bit with their Power Rangers helmets, but that's quite traditional. I miss them sadly. I miss they were great. They had a really good moment because it, it was rainy and horrible, 
and they played Hello Sunshine and the sun came out. So Griff goes, as, oh, you, that's perfect. as you see, this song is magic. We're now going to play Hello Thunder and Lightning. And uh, then it <laughs> went and then it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good. That was a bit of a moment. Did, they, did they play a song called Can We Improve the State of the Toilets? No, they didn't. didn't. I, no, they wouldn't. Oh, yeah. But you see, it's not about improving the toilets, it's about enjoying the it's toilets. It's about enjoying the toilets as they are. I like Arctic Monkeys very much. Anybody see it? Here's a heated debate, you yeah. see. How is it? Out in the world, and I've been checking the internet because I'm that kind of guy. Out, out in the world, they're saying Arctic Monkeys uh, triumph and raise spiritual festival, etc., etc. I don't. I didn't see them, but what I people did. have been saying was a bit like it's not. This is not so great, actually. I must admit, I saw four oh. songs. I did a cover of Diamonds Are Forever, which I enjoyed very much. But uh, no, I just. I think when you have a band headlining Glastonbury, you want a bit of a show, and they don't really. You know, they're a great band, and uh, you know, Alexander's banter is fantastic. Yeah. But it just didn't seem quite right. Oh, his banter's brilliant. I love the way he's, he's trying to like some northern music hall entertainer. He calls you ladies and gentlemen the whole Yes. He opened his opening salvo last night with something like, uh, said, This is terrific, ladies and gentlemen, I think. So you couldn't really <laughs> tell whether he meant it or he didn't. All right, I, ladies and gentlemen, up in the hill there, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's so fantastic. I was talking to somebody uh, who, was, who was connected with the BBC's broadcast, and they said they had the Arctic Monkeys on for the live interview just before the Arctic Monkeys got on. Bit of a scoop, of course. But yes. the trouble is, yeah. the Arctic Monkeys are, abs- are so keyed up and so twangingly nervous that either they say nothing which is terrible. Oh, they all stop talking at the same time, yeah, which is right, terrible yeah, yeah. television. Isn't it? Did you get anything you could use, like, that it went out live? Oh, so, my you know, God. basically, you've got oh, no. gibbering monkeys. I heard them on Radio 1 driving down yesterday, exactly the same thing happened. Oh, look, people are assembling for our cocktail they party. Are. So, you had a bone to pick with Radio 1's coverage, didn't you, on the way down? Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. That's very controversial. Well, I had a theory about Radio 1's coverage, and for any of them are listening, they can prove me wrong, but I think that they are kind of not quite contractually obliged but uh, possibly morally obliged to keep the old balloon in the yeah, air yeah keep saying it's because great. we were driving down to Glasgow on Friday morning and I have to tell you we were driving through weren't we, the most torrential rain I mean you just simply couldn't see out the windscreen it was appalling and so you tune into the radio to see if it's just as bad at Glastonbury and you basically get Joe Wiley and her, get her pals wandering around the site but nobody appears to mention the terrible weather yeah. Joe what they're saying is it's a great festival it's good we've got a man yeah. here who's baking bread in an oven and he was you there's know. a slight edge of nervousness about Joe Wiley's voice which suggested that all was not well on the site it all was not well you, pissing it down you had, to, yeah. you had to fill in the gaps I mean I, I, was that right or do you think that's I wasn't listening to the radio I was here already but I, I think it's, it's interesting you see the BBC of, 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 of broadcasting from an elevated space platform behind the pyramid stage literally above the general public and it, it's it's like the viewing thing at Ascot or something Yeah, uh, we were thinking about soaring the legs off it and floating them off into the mud you know, is that that great big yeah, perspex well, like box yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it, I thought it was it's a flying yeah. BBC space pod well, it, it looks know, completely disconnected cool, from the festival, I have to say. Word have one as well, obviously. We do, yeah. Yeah, we do. It's, it's, made, it's, it's made out of bin bags. <laughs> and it's held, held aloft by, by cocktail sticks. <laughs> I think the big fashion uh, point this year for the key location of the festival is not Lost Vegas, which was the very big, exciting new thing yeah. two years ago, was it? It's a thing called The Park. Have you been to The Park? Yeah, oh, The Park Emily is amazing. Park. Oh, it's been, Emily Evis' Park. Yeah, it's I saw Emily Evis today. Yeah. Brilliant. I said hello to Emily Evis. That was quite exciting. No, I was at The Park yesterday and today. I've seen, I saw Martha Wainwright doing a gig there yesterday she was fantastic and today I saw um, Piney Gear who's this fantastic kind of uh, country singer with her band and I saw Cherry Ghost oh, oh wonderful word, word, word obsession word Cherry, Cherry Ghost and there's a man in a, in a bunny outfit with a full beard who was dancing at the front very excitingly but um, the park's very nice it's kind of a bit like a smaller festival in itself yeah. it's a bit like the Green Man Festival or one of those right. little 
Yeah, it's a festival. Yes, it's lovely. It's full of little cafes. There's one called the Rabbit Hole, which is a sort of uh, psychedelic, um, you know, um, as you might imagine, a place full of uh, sort of you know tea teacups and saucers suspended in chandeliers from the ceiling. You know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Lewis Carroll is the word I'm looking Absolutely, for. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, look, it looks like people, as Mark has pointed out, are gathering for the word official cocktail party on the, on the Saturday evening. Um, it's probably time for us to go and pour some cranberries. What are we going to do tonight? What will leave the listeners with? I'm going to go and see Madness at Las Vegas. Oh, they, I they, didn't know they were playing. They, it's a secret gig, man. It's good lord, that's fantastic. Listeners, you know, this is what we know. Yes. Nick Lowe, obviously, at mm-hmm. the acoustic tent. And obviously Iggy in the studio. My old friend Johnny, who's come down here camping with me, has, has never seen Iggy Pop. I think he'll be terribly disappointed, but I'd like him to get out of the way and so we can uh, yeah. move, <laughs> on. move on. Move on, we can see something else. And editors yeah, the playing editors. tonight. And editors. Who are going to put the new band, the band tonight who are following our, our new genre. Andrew's invented a new genre this weekend. Death Rave. Death Rave. Death well, we saw the Occupy yesterday. Okay. That was are, a Death Rave classic. They were extraordinary. Any, any yeah. fashion specials before we go? I noticed one thing that the number of girls dressed like Kate Moss in in, uh, in kind of hot I pants, hate them all. hot I hate pants, them all cowboy all. hats, and and gumboots, and no mud on their legs at and all. No on their you know legs. how you get no mud on your legs? You stay in the bloody VIP the whole time. You yeah. don't go out. You don't see any groups. That's how you do People it. People dressed as rabbits. Have you seen quite yes, a man with a beard and a rabbit outfit. I saw a man with a turkey on his head. With a rude, <laughs> with a, 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 it, was a, it was a knitted turkey with a, with a hole for his face and a rude word across the turkey's bomb, forehead, whatever it would be. Oh, God, that's brilliant. That's, that's what I've got. I've got to tell you those guys I saw this morning. It's fantastic. I met this guy who was, who was just dressed as a leopard, basically, as, oh, as yeah, you are in this camera. Yeah. And I said, uh, I said, that's pretty impressive. He said, well, you know, I try and make an effort. He said, you should have seen me a couple of years ago. I said, what were you wearing? And he reached in his inside pocket and brought out this, this photograph of himself. And he'd come, right, as the Jackson 5. He was dressed as Michael <laughs> Jackson, but he was wearing a rucksack, which had a bar coming out of the side oh, and God. suspended from it. The other four members. <laughs> Of a Jackson Five, full life-size figures oh. with their feet just dangling off the ground. <laughs> and the year before that, it came as the Osmonds. You can't believe it. the Osmonds. As the Osmonds. It's good work from him. What, God yeah. bless him. Well, there you go. Well, on that glass and that yeah. we return you to the studio. You're listening to the Word Podcast. www.wordmagazine.co.uk. Hooray! The Word, a magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of life. Well, there you go. The intrepid Andrew Harrison, Mark Ellen and Jude Rogers reporting from Saturday night at Glastonbury. I'm David Hepworth. I'm in the dry. I'm glad to report that they all got back safely, although it's going to be a while before they fully recover and uh, particularly until Mark Ellen gets his full, rich, fruity voice back. I've, I've never been to Glastonbury and I'm at the stage now where I think I probably never will go to Glastonbury. Some people get their enjoyment from going. I genuinely get an immense amount of enjoyment from hearing people tell me about it, uh, particularly from hearing Mark tell me about it, which he's done just about every year for the for the last twenty. Um, reading between the lines of the of the kind of coverage this year in the in the press and on the web, and and also talking to people who've been this year for the first time, I, I just wonder whether. Glastonbury may be heading, maybe at some kind of crossroads, maybe heading for some kind of redefinition. I don't know. It may be, it may be some kind of new Labour moment where it has to decide uh, which way to go. It, we had a feature in Word in the last issue of Word, uh, the current issue, which pointed out that Glastonbury is now just about the biggest thing in the British music business. And, you know, that's an arguable point. But... Consequently, everybody has a huge investment in Glastonbury 
and then it being brilliant and it, it being a success and going from strength to strength and getting bigger and so forth. And we, we in the media, obviously, have a massive investment in it. We've built it up as this, you know, this point in the calendar where everybody looks at the same issue at the same time. But then there's the BBC, who are extraordinarily you know, well-represented there. They must have had hundreds of staff there. And obviously you expect it from, I don't know, the, the, you know, the TV people who are covering it and Radio 1 and so forth. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the BBC Asian Network were there. You know, It just becomes one of those things like the, the Olympics where everybody feels that they have to be, be represented. And then there's the weekend papers, obviously. There's the, the magazines. Then there's the specialist magazines. There's the, there's the websites, the bloggers. Obviously, there's the bands, all of whom really desperately want to be there, and it's regarded as a really important point in their career that they're, that they're there at the right time. Obviously, the promoters, the Evises, have seen this thing grow massively over the years. And then there's all the people way down the food chain that we, you know, we don't probably take a lot of notice of. You know, the people selling tents and the people selling wellies and food and, you know, bussing in services and transport, all these things attached. It's a massive, massive undertaking. But at the at bottom, the people who most want Glastonbury to be brilliant, obviously, are the people who've gone to unprecedented levels of time and trouble and expense and sometimes pain to be there. And those are, you know, the paying customers. And in the end, the paying customer, it's like any big gig. You can experience big gigs in, on two levels. For short periods of time, you can focus on the thing that supposedly got you there, the music. And you can be involved or, or even transported, and you can have a great time. But for the rest of the time, you're thinking about things that are not to do with the music, but to do with the place that you're hearing it in. You're thinking about your environment. You're thinking about simple things that people don't think about enough, like, can I see? You know, we we devote a lot of time in this country to talk about talk about whether whether the the gap between the very rich and the very poor is is getting greater. I think there ought to be some debate about whether the gap between the very tall and the very short is getting greater. Greater, and I speak as a member of the of the latter group. You know, feel somewhat aggrieved in this. But then people are thinking, you know, have they lost their mates? Is that water in their boots? Where? Did they pitch their tent? You know, I heard tell of, uh, of a couple of young women who tried to find their tent this year, couldn't find it, found another vacant one and just flopped in there and, and treated it as if it was theirs. I, I, I'm not, I don't blame them at all. It seems entirely sensible. You know, people are thinking, how long can I go and not go? And many of them, if they admit it, were thinking... Do I really wish I could be home in an hour or two? Now this, this applies to any big outdoor show, you know, whether it's Wembley or Glastonbury, whether it's a day one or a three, four day one. You're entertaining at all times two alternating thoughts. And one is, this is brilliant. And the other is, can I go home now, please? The messages I'm picking up 
from combing through lots of responses and reactions and coverage this year as follows, in no particular order. How many, just how many indie guitar groups are there in the world? And do they all have to be here? Have the noise restrictions, which obviously the Evises have to operate under, have they, have they had a serious effect on people's enjoyment? Is too much of it on the telly? Is Britain's biggest festival sighted in the wettest region of Britain? And finally, who are going to be the Shirley Basses of the future? You can discuss these and other issues about Glastonbury and open-air gigs and all these things at uh, wordmagazine.co.uk. Thanks for listening to this special Glastonbury podcast. Normal podcast service will be resumed next week. Thanks for listening. This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Details at wordmagazine.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.